another van chat however unlike the title of it we ain't on the road so uh we're uh in tucson it's episode 59 but we're Im imminent to be on the road hopefully so uh got the van chat it's um obviously the uh the chat no, i'm just the beginning of this we should start over so we've got uh people joining us we got david jumping in from florida thanks for joining Oh, no, my Gus ain't even here. Yeah, gee, thank right. you for inviting. Just fell offside of the road. There's not even a guardrail. It's just this <laughs> or death. Dead Horse is here from Utah. Thanks for joining. Howdy. Thanks for jumping in. And then we got uh, Potatoes jumping in from Michigan. Thanks yeah, hey, how you, how you doing? So we'll uh, act like that first part never happened. So this is the 59th episode. But like I say, I'm not on the road yet. Uh we're going to maybe be talking about that. I also got bit by this mosquito like seven times. It's freaking out. We're going to be talking about potentially which way to go. And the other topics tonight are going to be the rear dash cams. And uh, see, I was planning on being on the road. So we were going to be talking about stuff from the road. But uh, I guess we'll talk about books on tape. We were talking about that a little bit off air. Uh, but I don't want to start with that because that's kind of boring. Or let's talk about rear traffic cams so first off does everybody know what it or not traffic cams but dash cams uh, everybody knows what a dash cam is question mark yep. david yes sir i do okay uh taters you know what we're talking about yeah i've never had one but yeah and then that was my second question does anybody have a dash cam right now yep i do david no no dash cam I don't know if you got a mute, dude. You sound pretty uh, quiet there. So, anyway, um, have you ever had one, you guys, or not even crossed your mind? Um, yeah, I, I mean, it'd be a good idea. I just haven't done it yet. So, Dead Horse, you said you've got one. How long have you had one? I've had one for probably four years now. I think, uh, I don't know, maybe three years now. Pretty much ever since I got on gun channels, I think. So, yeah, so probably four years because I, I chat on gun channels and we were talking about it on how, uh, how it can save you, right? From like someone says, oh, no, he didn't stop for the stop sign and stuff, and it's your word against theirs. How a dash cam can just really save your butt on so I actually got my dash cam sitting right here because I was re-gluing it because the little uh, suction cup piece came off of it, right? You know what I'm talking about? That suction cups to your window? Okay, so that's yeah. Just, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so you just... Hear it? Hear it? No, I should block on your screen. So you've got the kind that... Uh, it can repair the part that you're talking about is substantial enough that you can repair it yeah yeah so i just this suction cup came off so i had to glue it back onto this base so 
and I just barely did that. I've been letting it cure for a full day before I, I'll stick it back in the car tomorrow. So I sent okay. a couple more links out there. So you've got the kind with the screen on the back. There's two types, one with a screen and one without a screen. Did you choose that type deliberately, or was there a different reason you bought that particular one? I bought it because it was on sale at Walmart for like $18 or something, like really cheap during Christmas. Okay. So. And then You've had it for like a number of years. How often do you use it? Every time. Like it, it, it automatically turns on when my car turns on. So it's hardwired into the fuse box? Cigarette. This, no, this is a cigarette lighter. Oh, shit. So Angelina's got one, and she was just saying how it's getting annoying having it in the cigarette lighter. You, for years, you haven't minded being plugged in like that? No, not at all. Does it have a bypass so you can at least still use the cigarette lighter? No. I, I just I have to unplug it if I want to use a cigarette lighter. The battery hardly works in it anymore. Like, even when I first got it, the battery would last, like, maybe 15 or 20 minutes, right? So it's not even worth, like, the battery has just always been really crappy in this one. So I just have it hardwired in, and it, I have it set where it records in 10-minute uh, uh, intervals, right? And then uh, every 10 minutes is a new video. So if I need to go back and find something at a certain time, I'm only dealing with like a 10 minute video maybe, right? And then it total storage is an hour. So it holds an hour of time on it. Because I only have, I think like a two gigabyte card in this. So it holds an hour of footage and then it, it records over itself after an hour. And it's just a pilot brand. Yeah. It's super, yeah. super cheap at Walmart. So, um, since we're talking about them, it's been a while since we talked about them. But I did my research for mine. You eating a big ass thing on potato salad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, it's man chat. I am. So, uh, so uh, when I did the research for dash cams on the, and I knew I wanted to get a dash cam because right, I'm driving all these miles. It's going to be neat. Plus, I guess the insurance, but mainly because I just want the footage out the front of the van when I'm driving, right? And then as I started to look at them, there's um, characteristics like the quality of the lens and the picture quality, right? There's certain people, like anything, people buy them for different reasons, right? And then there's uh, features, and we can get into features if people want or not. But for the most part, there's two different styles, like I mentioned, the kind with a video, can a video screen on it and the kind without a video screen. The type without a video screen, use a, they need a mobile phone or something to access to use as a control panel for the most part. And they're uh, a little more subtle. They don't show up in your dashboard so so much. Um, I believe, if I remember right, the that style was Korean, and the type with the windows was Chinese, from what they described. And that's just because where they're from, people like that style better. So the part with the kind with the suction cup, like you've got, and usually with a screen of some sort that it folds down, or like yours, it's incorporated into the body of it. Uh, that type, of course, you can do all the menus and stuff. You can see uh, playback and everything right from the monitor. But you can also, like you mentioned, it is a battery almost always. So you can disconnect it. And if let's say you got in an accident, you could disconnect it and walk outside. And usually there's some amount of battery life or they try to have some battery life. And then you can record the scene, uh, something like that. You can use it as like a camera and get some document, some more um, you know, evidence, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but it's also for road rage. Or, you know, like mine is hardwired onto the windshield and it looks like a uh, big shotgun shell so it doesn't look like anything and it's stuck on there pretty hard and you can't if you unplug it there's no battery in mine 
and uh, it, when you unplug it, it's off. So it does you no good, but uh, Dead Horse's style there, when it's on your dashboard, without even unplugging it, you can pivot it from left to right. So if you had somebody road raging on your left, you could point that camera at them and document all of it. And they almost always have like one of the features will be a button that just turns it on, turns it onto a camera on demand, let's say. And sometimes that's like, you know, for the next 30 seconds or three minutes or whatever, it's kind of the camera's operating system. But anyway, that's basically the two types. I chose the more subtle type because I wanted it to be, I thought I wanted it to be, you know, mainly just stuck on there. And I went with, uh, after doing a search on YouTube, I found there's a couple of channels that just exclusively do dash cams, which is kind of nice because they do all different kinds of uh, bud uh, reviews, budget ones, high-end ones, the best one for your buck, the best one on Amazon this month, just lots of interesting stuff. If you're actually in the market, just do a YouTube search. I don't know what they are anymore, but you're not going to have trouble finding multiple people. Uh, it's a good revenue source, too. If you are interested in something like that, those channels must be making a fortune because they just talk about the webcams or the dash cams. Most of them, like you say, are 20 bucks to 100 bucks. So they could buy a number of them relatively cheap. Start doing reviews of them. And if your reviews are decent, People are going to value that and click on your link and buy it on Amazon. And that might be five or 10 bucks every time they buy a decent dash cam or a couple of bucks every time they buy a cheap one. And if you get a channel that gets a following like that, and I bet you they put their videos on the reviews of Amazon and kind of make it a self-filling thing. Um, that could be a pretty lucrative way to run a channel. But anyway, uh, there's lots of good information that way too. And uh, I've been thinking about putting one out the back window. Uh, I have my back windows uh, blacked out basically and there's some like you know like peg, like like pegboard would be without the holes like that whatever that material is like kind of like wood but it ain't yeah i have that stuff back there it might even be pegboard now that i think about it but whatever it's uh blacked out and then then there's the grate so anyway it's the grate and then that stuff so i but there's a hole in it and that's what i was getting at so i was always thinking well since there's already that hole in it i could just cram a dash cam into that hole that would eliminate anybody looking through the hole in at me. Plus, it would you know it wouldn't be obvious that there's a dash cam. It just looked like there's this little hole in my blacked out back window. And then I would have the uh, additional footage of driving away from stuff because sometimes you know you drive through a bridge or a tunnel or something that would look cool to have the you know ass view out the back right the caboose view. So, uh, so I've been thinking about getting a second dash cam and putting it in the back. So a couple of issues there is now I got to wire it. You know, I got to jump into the wiring back there somehow. And I don't know if it's going to be as obvious as it is in the fuse boxes, you know, what I want. I need something that's on when the car's on, but off when the car's off, right? I don't want to bleed in my stuff. I guess alternatively, I could run something off the auxiliary batteries back there and just maybe give it a switch or something. But then I well, have to remember to switch it on or off. Go ahead. Gee, you, the brake uh, lights have a hot, always back there i always always though i don't want my dash cam on every you know just because the, it's on uh, it'd be triggered with the car so i don't know what that like i say unless maybe i'm crazy and maybe if i look back there it's really obvious i might i'd never just even thought about it but now that i'm talking about it out loud i probably would just go to my auxiliary battery right and i don't have to worry about it even if it did get left on or something who cares it would just drain the auxiliary batteries no consequence because those charge every time I run the engine. There's a dash cam I've been looking at for a long time. I just can't 
bring myself to spend two hundred dollars or one hundred and fifty dollars on it. Right now, it's two hundred, but it's the Vantru N two Pro Uber Dual Dash Cam. Yeah, Vantru are one of the good brands. So here's my thing after living with a dash cam now for at least a year, right? I would definitely get a dash cam. They are just super fun. They've got to be useful and because uh, one of the features, we can get into it, but one of the features is they call parking lot mode or something, where if you walk away from your thing, your vehicle in a Walmart parking lot and somebody backs into you and drives away, like that'll trigger it. Or if somebody walks by and throws a Slurpee at your van or something, that'll trigger it. And you'll just get footage of them throwing Slurpee at you. So you know you got it on video. You can make a YouTube video. But if somebody does hit you or something, it, I guess it could be handy. But they'd also have to like be in front of your car, so it's not like perfect or anything. But uh, they're neat for that. But the footage is just awesome. I really like having the footage. Um, like Dead Horse mentioned, they have basically an operating system, a routine, or depending on the card you put in there, they're going to allocate portions of the card for different things. Usually, the continual rewriting just the driving or whatever they're going to call it the, the general mode they're going to have one for emergencies like they're going to dedicate a portion of the sim card for those emergency situations where it activates it as an emergency or you alert it as an emergency because they almost ha always have like a button to just like a hazard button and then they'll have a button where you are allocation on the card almost always on the good ones for if you just want to turn it on as a camera so you're going to drive past something like a bridge or a tunnel or something cool and you push the button and it just records that for you so that it's kept separate from your rotating pile, which is the, the big folder, and that's going to eventually delete itself. So if you're not paying attention, that cool footage of driving under the bridge or whatever is going to get eight by boring footage if you're driving through cornfields. So when you back, you have this button that lets you kind of uh, allocate that to never get deleted or at least get deleted a lot less frequency. Yeah, this one I was looking at, it has a... It's got a screen on it, and it's actually got two cameras. One of them is supposed to be like a 310-degree angle, and then the other one just points at you. So, like, if somebody's like, that guy was on his phone, blah, 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 you know, you can say, no, I wasn't. And there's audio. Like, it records audio, too. Yeah. So, and if you're like an Uber driver or something, you know, it might come in handy. That's what Daniel got for, for his Ubering. And with the ones with the screen, too, you can have instant playback. So let's say you got into an accident and the police are there, right? Like you can literally just show the police officer right on this and play back the video and be like, no, look, the guy ran the red lights. You know what I mean? And then the officer can put that in his report, which is a lot. It's true. Like, but okay, so on a cheap one, you might only have that option, but on a more expensive one and the other type where it needs a phone, you've got the ability to just have your phone there. So your dash cam stays in your vehicle and you're not getting yeah. anybody. And now you can say, hey, here's some playback and here's the file. Um, I don't know if there's a big difference there, but. Um, what if, what about the infrared lights and the night vision feature? I'm sure, uh, let me just throw that. I'm sure the more expensive style like that with the. Uh, video built in will probably allow you to Bluetooth or high, whatever that's called, Wi-Fi to it also. You know, like, that's not exclusive to that other type of camera. Once you get to the high end, um, I think it was like the $100, $150 level. Uh, it changes from good quality to better quality, right? At $150, good quality. And then from $150 up, the quality doesn't change. The features start coming in. 
So for me, I went to like the hundred something level. I bought an old one, like an old model. So I was able to get like the best quality video or like to the level of best quality video, but basically like some of the basic of the good features. So that way I was able to keep the cost down. Now, Sarge, we've been talking dash cams. You got any experience? Do you have a dash cam? I, I did. I have had one. I don't have one currently, but uh, they they can be invaluable sometimes. That's for sure. You ever do you have to deal with them on the job? I'm sorry. What? You ever have to deal with them on the job? I mean, I mean, like I said, I I had one in my in my patrol car for years, but I don't have one currently. Not right now. Okay. Um, but I, I think they could be. I mean, I I actually I went to the store this evening and I saw someone's dash cam on their on their little on their car and I was like, you know, that's those are pretty dang cool. That's for sure. That's kind of different. I've seen them because I got a cop car, so I'm always looking at cop car stuff and what a department will do. And I'm assuming it's tech changes or whatever. Maybe they get a money for it. They'll dish, you know, get rid of their old ones. And some of the old ones are awesome. They're basically like hard drives in the back and yes. The, the trunk and they've got like maybe more than one camera but they're definitely like the industrial version of a dash cam they're pretty neat yeah i, I mean i've seen a lot of footage online of of the, the the these consumer grade dash cams like you're talking about and they i mean they do very very well and i think i think for the money i don't know why why the ones that we have to get cost so much because those the, the footage that you see from the from these other ones is, is really good but well, that's just tech, I'm sure, and that's why they—that's why they're always. I always see the ones in the surplus auctions because they're probably going to much, much nicer ones. But I know that they had issues, or they have additional burdens, like um, it's evidence, right? So it's got to be tamper-proof. So the it thing is. that's in the hard drive, that's in the trunk, is like locked. So only your IT guy can get in there. So there's things like that that we don't have to worry about. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, and they also probably want to keep them like if it was a wreck, right? They probably want to have that thing in the trunk where it is kind of like where a spare tire might be in a regular car so that if there is a wreck, they've still got that evidence of what happened. Yeah. Mine, mine's actually under my, it was under my, uh, pasture side seat, but now they, a lot of the new ones automatically upload every time you go back to the, to the office. That makes they sense. Hit a, they hit an antenna and they just automatically upload. Yeah. That's again. So anyway, so, um, I was mentioning, though, that I would definitely get one. Uh, I think that it's worth spending the money to get a good quality one just because I'm assuming people listening to this have some interest in creating content. And for me, like I've incorporated into the loophole tour by when I drive up to a gun shop, you know, just mm -hmm. driving into the parking lot tells you pictures a thousand word or videos is like a paragraph. Right. So you mm -hmm. can uh, see the, the area, how big the store is, what kind of parking lot, you know, just the signage and stuff is all kind of neat seeing it. And, uh, you know, it's simple enough. I just hit that. For me, it's called the wonderful button and it puts it into the wonderful folder. And uh, it's just a little remote button I have for mine. I don't have to touch my phone or touch the thing. I just push this button that I keep on the next to the cigarette lighter in the car and, uh, and it'll just record, I think, 30 seconds or whatever. And I get that in a full file. Um, if I drive past something like a deer, you know, I push the button. It, it's, it's constantly recording. So when I push the button, it'll go backwards in time and then look mm -hmm. forwards in time so you know you don't even have to really react that fast so it's really kind of neat just to have the thing but a couple of things i'll also mention then is the cheap ones one of the features they will not, often not have is the memory card validator or something like mine won't turn on if the memory card's bad now people don't think about memories cards because we maybe use them in phones or like uh, cameras and we don't kill them i guess that fast but a dash cam is constantly writing over it. And these things have lifespans. 
So unless you get uh, what's called like, um, I forget what they call it, but they make that, uh, SD cards specifically for operations like this where they're going to get rewritten a lot and they'll have longer lifespans. But a typical one, you know, you put a big card in there, you think you've got hours worth of footage. And if your thing doesn't have a detector and beep at you or like tell you somehow indicate that I'm not recording right now, you'll maybe even be in an accident and go to grab your dash cam and find out that your memory card stopped or glitched, you know, two weeks ago. So that's something that if you don't check it all the time, or if you're not using it, like I am, you know, on the trip, I would drive for a day and then download it. I, I lost too many bridges and tunnels to trying to guess how much time I had left on it that I just started at the end of the day downloading the whole thing and pulling it off and putting it on a remote hard drive just to never miss like a cool deer or something odd that happened that I just, you know, wanted on the on the files. But um, anyway, so that's a couple of things. I don't another, know. Go ahead. I was going to say another feature I like about my dash cam is it has a motion sensor built into it. So I leave mine plugged in the cigarette lighter. When I turn off my car, I still have power to my cigarette lighter. So my camera, when it stops sensing motion, it like turns kind of off, but it stays on enough to where it's still looking for motion, right? And so at night, if someone was to come around my car or do something, right, my camera will automatically start recording if they walk in front of my car. Or when I back out of my driveway, my camera senses that motion, and that's when it knows to turn on, right? So that way, when I when my car is off, it's not always recording when my car is off unless it senses that motion. So I I like that feature. Hmm. Yeah, the there's a double-edged sword there. So, um, like it's basically still doing its job. It's constantly recording. It's just that it's not storing it. So that when that motion detector hits, that's what that called that parking mode usually. The the motion detector hits. It does the same thing as when we hit the the emergency button or whatever it's called. It'll go backwards in time, however many seconds, and then record for the next so many seconds. And then the brain will go back to recording all the time, but it'll save that file for you. But it's a double-edged sword, because what'll happen is I've left it on all night in a Walmart parking lot, and I've got literally, like I say, the car, when you plug a SD card into the webcam or the dash cam, it's gonna immediately start to divide up the card, and it's gonna give so much to the driving file, it's gonna give so much to your I want these pictures file and then so much for this emergency file. So the, the people walking by and tripping the motion detector, that goes to my emergency file. And that's the same file as if I hit like a, a pothole, it'll, it'll go on because it'll think that's an accident. So I don't usually care that that folder gets full, but sometimes it's interesting. I'll be pulling all those files off every night and I didn't even remember something cool happened, but because like I hit a pothole when it happened and I was looking to not wreck, you know, that's when I find out, you know, Bigfoot jumped in front of the vehicle. So, you know, it's neat to sometimes look at those. So when I go to Walmart or something, all I get is like a bunch of people walking by all night and it kills it. It's that folder. So that's literally all that's in there is a bunch of people walking by. So if you parked in like a city or something, one time I parked in front of a pizza place and it was, it was kind of neat because I saw like some kids come up and smoke cigarettes and stuff by this uh, newspaper machine and, you know, some other kids come up and talk right so I guess I got some neat B-roll footage or whatever, but it did eat up the, the thing. So I'd be afraid that if somebody somebody came up and threw a Slurpee on your car, if you didn't know that happened, all night long people are walking in front of the car, you'd never, it would eat its own file. You know what I mean? It wouldn't know that that needs to be separate. That's true. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. So it's worth having it on because it's certainly interesting to look at those files sometimes. And like when the when I 
fell asleep at the range in Oklahoma when P226 nut tried to have me swatted. I uh, woke up to the two cops with the Glocks in my face, right? I went back after I was talking to Mr. No about it, and or Dr. No about it, and um, uh, he's like, why don't you look at your dash cam footage? And sure enough, like my, the, the, the what do you call it, the motion detector, caught the cops jumping up on my bumper and reading my VIN number and like, you know, holding their eyes up to the dashboard to see in if there was anybody in it. So I got a bunch of them, you know, horsing around on there. All right, now we got to hear what's going on. So, is this off air? What's going on? Anything else in here? No, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, we're here. One thing I wish I wish I would have bought, you know, a better dash cam, you know, looking back and stuff. And I still probably am going to invest in a better one. Because sometimes that auto on feature, if I'm driving through, let's say, Idaho or something, and like it's a straight freeway, all of a sudden it's like, hey, I don't think you're moving anymore. Right. And because it's just like when it's all desert or something and there's just not a lot of turns in the road or action. I think it has a hard time, I think, picking up the road and it gets confused and it'll literally turn off while I'm doing 75 down the freeway. And then like, then I'll hit a turn and then it'll turn back on or, or something, or something will come up, billboards or something will come up where I'll pass a car and then it'll turn back on. And, you know, but it's probably unique to places, like you say, that just don't have a lot of terrain. I wonder if that'll happen like in Kansas, if the fields and stuff. I've driven through Illinois where it was just so much grass that it must have just seen the same pattern for a long time. And mine sometimes, like with my two gigabyte card, it holds like an hour and six minutes or something. Sometimes it doesn't automatically re-roll. And it just says SD card full on the screen. And I got to manually go in there and hit the format button and like reformat it to erase it to, to start it over again. And uh, get it to start recording again. Sometimes it just doesn't automatically re-roll itself. But that's, you know, again, it's a $20 thing. And it's like three or four years old or something. So it's it's definitely done its, you know, done its good. And it just finally broke the other day. You know, the suction cup finally broke after all the sign the other day. So and I think I fixed it with just some super glue. So I'll just keep using it. And when it finally does take, you know, go, go to bed, I'll... Uh, I'll buy it. I think I'm going to invest in a better one for sure. I would definitely recommend it. I didn't buy one mainly because when I was ordering from Amazon, I ordered a mouse, right? A better mouse and oh, a new hard drive for the tour. So I also buy a two terabyte hard drive. You know, it's about the size of a cell phone, just a little thing with a USB three cord on it. I bought one of those on the trip up to Pennsylvania in Pennsylvania last year. And it's been great. And it holds just about enough for a big, you know, month and a half worth of video and stuff. So uh, I bought a second one of those, and I just totally forgot about the dash camera. I probably would have bought one on Amazon. Um, so I don't know. I may look. Sometimes you never know. In like a truck stop or something, they'll have some kind of crazy clearance sale, and uh, maybe I'll find something, a twenty dollar one or something, just to poke out that back window. As I think it was pants or somebody before was saying, it was cool. And your kid sitting in the back of a station wagon, you know, getting that. That caboose view of everything. 
Yeah, I think the rear one, like I, I wouldn't mind getting the rear one that hooks to your dash cam where you just run the little tiny camera with the wire back to your license plate, right? Like the next one. I get... What's that? I'm talking about backup camera where it's the license plate frame. Yeah, but it, but it hooks to, they have a kit. I saw it at a Walmart and I think it's $80 and it comes with a regular dash camera just like mine with a screen and everything, but then you plug in another camera and you just run this long cord to your, the rear of your car and uh, plug oh, it into the license plate frame. Okay, and, so uh, definitely dual cameras. So the one that Tatis uh, was talking about where it has one face and forward that's, they're all pretty much that 320 or whatever. They're kind of wide-eyed wide or uh, fish-eyed. But um, it also has a camera pointing back from the rearview mirror towards the car. Uh, they make ones that do have that remote camera you're talking about, and they almost always have a cord. But um, for eighty dollars, that should be like I say, that's going to either be suffering in in video and uh, lens quality, so in just visual quality, um, more than likely, or it's got very few features. And I suspect the Walmart is probably souped up on the feature side because that's software, and then they put the poor quality lens. And I was sold on the lenses, again, watching these videos on YouTube, because these guys are, you know, they don't care which one you buy. They're trying to do an honest review, it seems, because they're going to get paid either way, right? You buy the cheap one or the big one or the expensive one. Uh, and they would put, like, the top and bottom, because these are kind of wide views. They would show the top and bottom. Uh, during the day, it's 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 color and brightness type of thing, and it's, obvious, it's honestly not that different, but it's all about at night. Um, you talked about the, the, what do you call them, the... LEDs. Now, I don't think mine has LEDs, so I don't know how that LED thing helps or whatever or not, but um, so maybe it's different, but uh, it definitely makes a difference with uh, somewhere between the $80 cameras and the $120 cameras. Uh, if you do like Mine's the infrared LEDs, and right. I've done mine at night. It only makes a difference from like the hood of your car forward, so like out on the road and the trees and all that, like at least on my unit. That it doesn't help me see in the dark at all. If someone walks in front of my car in the pure dark, I can see them. Or if a cat hops up on my hood or something, I can see that. But two, like a couple feet past the front front bumper, they don't light up anything. And I don't know if that's just because it's going through the glass of the windshield or whatever. But at least my unit doesn't light up anything past past the front bumper, really. And and I don't know if mine has it in the glass part. You know, it's there's more subtle. But I just don't see them on mine. But I haven't really examined it. But I, I think a lot of them have that because it enhances infrared a lot. Like when a low vision camera has just a little bit of help, it really helps the camera. Yeah, yeah. So now if there's moonlight or street lights or anything like that, then the infrared mode really picks up the light a lot better at night. The night vision on it works really good. Um, it does, but the actual built-in infrared lights, like if it's pitch, like if you're out in the middle of nowhere with no lights, those the, the built-in infrared lights don't help anything past the hood of the car. Right, but that is a good point because there are um, uh, the cameras that have two built in. And then there's other issues with the uh, chips, the, the memory cards, because now you've got two cameras worth of data filling up that card. And I don't know if that's an issue or not. And in fact, I don't know, maybe they have two memory cards now because of that. And maybe that's a difference between a $100 one and a $200 one. Well, a, a police officer once told me like that that old saying like how like most accidents happen within like a mile of your house or something like that 
he said that that was because so many accidents happen with people backing out of their driveway. He said oh, yeah. that was like such a common call to get called to an accident for a car running into a car or hitting a pedestrian or something, just backing out of their own driveway, right? That makes sense. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You know why that happened within five miles of your house? What's that? Do you know why that happened within five miles of your house? Why is that, Serge? That's where you drive all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you figure the, your driveway, you drive 100% of the time there, and the, your street 100% of the time. Wherever you take a turn, 50% of the time you're driving there, right? Second yeah. turn, 25% of the time you're driving there. But but the majority of most minor accidents are backing. So. so that brings up a great point. So is everybody still here? David, do you... When do you drive anymore and you don't drive anymore? When you drove, did you pull in or did you back into parking spaces? I tried to pull in. Okay, dead horse. I still try and pull all the way through if I can, but I usually pull in. Okay, haters. I usually pull in. Okay, Sarge. Uh, I usually pull in. I just got. I just real careful when I back out. All right. And then say it out in the chat there what y'all do. You just send people watching out there. I'm curious. I kind of figured Sarge would say back in because I agree. Everything I've ever seen accident-wise is somebody backing out. And I don't understand it. You're already in the car. you got to back up. It's a given. You've got to back up. So why not when you're driving up to the place and you've got 100% awareness of what's going on, do your backing up. And you're you're right. not wrong. You're, you're right when you, when you say that. You're Batman every time you leave. Every time I leave, I'm Batman. I'm just like, I'm out of here. And I'm 100% confident I'm not going to hit nobody because I can see everything. So I don't, uh, in parking lots, and here in Arizona, we only got, we only give us one license plate. I don't even think you can get a second license plate. So when you back in, you're, you're a sovereign citizen. <laughs> have, have you seen any of the utility trucks or any commercial vehicles where they have to come out and put a, a pylon in front and in back of the, the vehicle when they park? Have you seen that? Oh, like the cones? Yeah. Sure. You know why? So that people don't pull right up and park right there? So they have to get out and look and see if anything's in front or behind them. Oh, okay. It's, 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 it requires them to get out and walk around the vehicle, make sure they're not about to run over something. That's a good point. Because sometimes yeah. when you're working, you, you lose track of that kind of stuff. And like you say, those guys are constantly in their vehicles. Just like cops, yeah. you guys get at least yeah, out they, here. They have to do it like if they back into a spot that's like up against uh, the edge of the parking lot in the yard, they still have to go put the one out behind it. It's just it's these some of these company requirements. They found that it reduced accidents so much it was worth it to put it in their policy. So Now, I've been thinking about getting just since we're talking about it, I'm going to end with a backup camera. So I don't the thing that you're talking about with the license plate frame made me think backup camera because typically the back or the what am I trying to say a dash cam, they're going to want you to put that at the top of your rear window so that just like your front window, you get the biggest fisheye view of everything when it's on the license plate frame. Usually it's just to see the curb and what's ever behind you. And they do sell those that uh, you get the little camera. It's like a little lipstick camera on the dash on the license plate frame. You wire it up to the front, and it's got its own little dedicated video screen. And then it's like your backup camera. Some of them incorporate into the review mirror. And since I don't need a review mirror, right? I got no nothing to look at. I was thinking of taking out my review mirror and getting one of those, so that my review mirror is really a screen showing me what's going on behind my 
license plate on my van is like, you know, waist, well, probably chest height for people. That would be really good. But it's money, so I haven't done it yet. But I'm thinking about doing it because it is, I do back in all the time. I, I can't, oh man, I, I don't even know how I pull in. I can't do it. Well, we were uh, we were discussing those backup cans this week, uh, backup cams this week. One of my buddies put one in his truck, and he found a, I guess it was online. I found a, I guess it's a, a diode, I guess, that allowed him to to use the camera not only in the backup function, but just if he wanted to override it and turn it on just to see what was behind him, he could, and then flip awesome. it back into backup cam mode. That would be awesome. And a that's lot a- of. Wish you could record that because I just want to have that as, you know. Same Why as- couldn't you? Why couldn't you? He found he found a way to do it. We found a, a diode online that would, it's, it, so it wouldn't get feedback through from getting two signals. It would only, it would stop it from feeding back. So it would only be on when you wanted. But you could hook it to your camera and, and to your system and and make it work. Well, the ones that I've seen are just a dummy screen, so they they don't have like recording nuts in them. So it, in the dash cams I've seen. I mean, you could put a dash cam to make it a backup cam, I guess, but the dash, dash cams usually have that little tiny screen. So so I wonder if you could find a, a dash cam, like you said, that would accept a second camera, and that would be your second camera. A lot of the cheaper uh, backup cameras, the they tie into the parking brake, or I mean the reverse, sorry, the reverse, uh, mm-hmm. the wire for the reverse light. A lot of the time, you can on the cheaper ones, you can just put that to ground, and that's good enough where it'll stay on all, all the time if you want it to. Mm. Like any of the aftermarket radios that have that function, like the TV function or whatever, that it needs to be tied into the parking brake, same thing. A lot of the time, you just ground that wire, and that's good enough. There you go. Uh, Angelina just got one. She's got the same camera as Dano, I'm pretty sure. And uh, she just posted a link to it. I just posted another link to it on Amazon. So if anybody wants to check out that dash cam, we would get a cut of it. Um, so that's enough dash cam in it. Let's move on. We're going to talk about books on tape, uh, what we listen to driving around, and some other stuff. But I'm going to first do a commercial because i got to pay for stuff sometime or another. So uh, I'm doing a patch batch. First time I'm trying this, I'm going to be on the road for a bit. So the idea is that I'll design a couple of these patches. I've actually already designed eight of them. Eight of them are already over to the manufacturers. But uh, I've got a couple more to design, and I'll try to do those live when I can. And uh, we'll do those all before the gun rights policy conference, which starts on the 21st. So that way, all the orders are in, and by the time I'm back from the road trip, uh, they should be done and hopefully shipped so I can send them out to people. So it's uh, different format than normal since I'm trying to get a whole bunch of them done uh, you're gonna get all the patches I get made so for the same $50 no matter how many I make uh, I'm just gonna send them all to you for $50 that same $50 and I'll ship them to you unless you're in some other country and then you're paying for shipping so uh, at this point I got I made a new 762 by 39 I did a totally different one this time I did a Chinese uh, military spam can uh, I did the FU media which I won't be able to sell, so the only time you'll ever be able to get that one is this way, unless I give one to you. Uh, then we did the banking pancakes, and I'm trying to play with that one a little bit, uh, and trying to make the pancakes and everything different layers, so hopefully that'll be a kind of a neat three-dimensional type of thing. And uh, working with uh, Midnight 
over in Pennsylvania to do a, a scratch and sniff version of these. So <laughs> that. Uh, we got uh, chairs against the wall, which will be the first in a series. And I'm doing this one here with the folding chair against the wall. Uh, let's see, what else do we got? Um, we're going to do the gun channels G, except we're going to do them as ranger eyes. So those are the small one inch by one inch uh, patches that uh, come from the identifiers on the back of helmets. Uh, they call a one inch by one inch patch a ranger eye. So it'll just be the gun channels G, uh, but smaller. And there'll be a set of five of those. I think I got the colors in here somewhere. Um, and it'll be blue, let's see, blue, black, and green with glow in the dark, and then pink and orange with a black G. And that set of five will count as one patch. So we've got a bunch of those, and I think there's some other stuff that's with me. Yuffie Media. The pancake there. Oh, I guess I didn't say them all in here. So I'm probably forgetting a couple, but that's why some of them will be a surprise. A couple of them you won't be able to buy anywhere, and I appreciate it because this is already two full patch batches that you guys are helping me with here. So that's two additional designs, and my goal is to get 10 or more. So uh, many people want to jump on this. It ends on Wednesday, so uh, I'll put the link out there again. And the whole power of these social, or what am I trying to say, these crowdfunding platforms, they are social media platforms, uh, please share the link. We've only got nine Facebook things. I don't hardly use Facebook, and I'm one of them. So if you're using Facebook, please share it. I don't know how to, I don't use tweet, Twitter at all. Uh, but uh, sharing it around, you never know if somebody is going to think it's clever or just want to support what we're doing. And, uh, you know, you could show it to somebody who's able to buy three of them. You know, you could buy one, two, or three. So if there's nobody's bought three of them, nobody's even bought two. But uh, you never know. If you put it in front of somebody who wants to throw some money, you know, 100 bucks is different to everybody out there. So I do appreciate the people that help share it around because uh, I will be in the van and not able to really uh, pimp it out there. I did close down the store today for the most part. The only thing available on the store will be the Every Second Matters patches because those are being shipped by the Beacon Group here in Tucson. So every time you buy one of those, it only really gives like a buck or two to gun channels but or to gun web gear websites. But uh, it does help out the Beacon Group, and uh, you know that's appreciated. So I left those on. Uh, everything else will be off offline until I get back. So this is the only way to support the cause until uh, November. So again, that's a quick commercial. Thanks everybody for uh, participating in that. And yeah, thank you for having us. Well, not so over. Oh, sure. <laughs> that was just a commercial. So anyway, I've been playing around today, working on some of the project cartoons of some of the past vehicles that we've used in the tour. Uh, some of these are old, but then uh, uh, my Chevy was the first thing I drove cross country in 2001, uh, back when the Websites were brand new, and uh, we uh, I drove by with a couple of dogs all the way to D.C. to help do some work for somebody, and that's when 9-11 happened. So that's the first time I did a long road trip as sort of a gig. Like I had a thing to do back east, but I knew on the way I wanted to fish, so brought some fishing poles and some cameras and uh, basically to, you know, created content. Uh, back and forth. Well, my my goal was to create content back and forth, but I ended up uh, being in Washington D.C. on 9/11, and that was uh, pretty crazy because I had brought no guns with me because I was going to D.C. and that was the last time I ever made a road trip without guns because uh, that's pretty uh, pretty uh, crazy thing to have happened. So anyway, uh, eventually, what did I do with that truck? I sold that truck, and oh no, this truck broke down. I got hit with this truck. It got wrecked. 
and eventually it just quit running, even though it's a pretty decent truck. Um, there's stories and stories behind these vehicles, but that's the first one really on the, uh, for as far as internet stuff goes. Uh, then we had the cop car. So I've got a 2000 cop car. Uh, love it. And uh, right now it's kind of just sitting in dry dock. Uh, but eventually, uh, whenever I can actually do more road stuff, uh, we'll book out on that. That's a perfect one for when I can stay in a hotel or just do a quick trip somewhere where I'm going to stay and then come back. Because uh, it's just a lot of fun. You can't imagine how much fun it is driving on the highway in a cop car. Um, then we got the old van, which still exists, also in dry dock, uh, but it's dead. Uh, needs a new motor, so it'll probably get sold unless we can come up with some mechanic who wants to soup it up as a project. And then we got the new van, so i just been working on some stuff, and I wanted to get, again, some uniformity. So I just drew these things while we were in Dead Horses Chat earlier and some other stuff. And uh, uh, part of the Gun Show Loophole Tour page here will go in to describe not just the tours, but some of the vehicles. And we got Bob's cut truck in here in his camper and uh, some of the others. So one of the other things I do when I'm driving around is take my take a picture of the van with other people's vehicles. So I figure for an upcoming uh, tactical quiz, we'll do a match the vehicle with the person type of thing. So I probably must have a dozen like that already. Anyway, so that's a little bit uh stuff from the gun show to loophole tour website uh, gunshowlooholetour.com i'll be updating that as i'm driving around i also have a page dedicated to the van and we'll talk about that more on the van chats um, when we get into some of the nuts and bolts i didn't really have anything prepared this time but i did uh, get the second battery in which i kind of posted a little bit on instagram uh, that was much easier and when you know it's one of those things you never know how long something's going to take uh, that took no time uh, less time to describe it than it did to actually happen which was great uh, it cost about 150 bucks to get the battery and the doodads to put it in there it went right in and now we've got two batteries in the same physical space that there was one the fan is a lot stronger the lights seem great uh, i don't even know if i've driven it enough to charge both of them but i'm pretty confident it'll be uh, better for the two monitors so again thanks to the patreon people who uh, are doing the the I call it the pit crew level, uh, which are making that kind of stuff possible because I, you know, it's basically my income is the Patreon thing right now. All right, so uh, with that, another thing I was able to do this weekend uh, with the van was get these uh, drone shots. So I'm going to go through some of those. Does anybody have a drone in here? No, I, I don't. Nope. <laughs> Man, they are awesome. So I knew I, you know, I, everybody's aware of them, right? But man, look at the quality of these pictures and stuff. Uh, this was just a little bit of editing to get us out of it. We're standing over here. But this guy is, um, like, what is it? A DJI Maverick? Or it's the, not the Maverick, the Spark, I think. Um, it is nothing. It's just a handheld little unit. He has it all. The whole thing with batteries and everything is in a little case that's like the size of a Claymore, little Claymore bag. So it's nothing, and it takes no no procedure or nothing to get it going. You just take it out. Uh, let me take a picture of it here. Uh, you just take it out, and the, the fins, just centrifugal force will pop the fins out, so you don't have to worry about them breaking or anything. You just kind of fold them like that. A little handset dealy clicks to your phone, and you watch what it's doing. It's got all these little presets and stuff. Uh, but basically, you just take it out of the bag. You plug the battery in. It takes off from your hand. It's got some presets, so if you just wanted, like what I want to do is 
have it come up and take a you know just a shot of the gun shop or whatever i'm at maybe a, a museum or park or something and maybe once in a while the van driving past something interesting or parked in front of something so for that it seems like it would be perfect just take it out of the little dock he's got these little plastic covers dead horse would go nuts with one of these because there's like little plastic covers you put over the joysticks so they don't get screwed up in the bag little covers that cover like the camera and stuff you could be 3d printing all that i'm sure uh, I think in this video, I won't turn the sound on, but this is the finished video, right? So you get this, this is like sped up 400%, so four times faster. And this is like a one minute video of the drone going up and taking this pretty neat shot. Now he told me, I think this is about a hundred feet up. The drone can go up to 400 feet. Like that's the ceiling that they want him to be under. So it can go four times higher than this. Um, that was pretty cool. So, uh, I think now, how easy is that to control and zoom in with the camera? Like, are you seeing this picture on a joystick or? Well, he's seeing it on his controller there with that can with the with the cell phone, right? Like, is there a bunch of lag though, or like you know, like how smooth the cell phone plugged into it? So he's seeing out the the front of the camera, I guess. But here's the thing: this is a friend of mine who's had one. This is his second or third, maybe, and because he keeps upgrading them and stuff, but. You can see the size of this guy once he picks it, once he holds it here in a minute. But um, I suspect there's a, like you're saying, this is probably some acquired skill he's got over time, right? Like this, he's making it look easy, I think. So this is the, about a minute worth of that same thing we just saw and fast forward there. But this is just super dramatic and neat. I would just think it'd be a neat addition to anybody's video uh, tools after seeing how neat it is. So, so he tells me that these things are 500 bucks now that the new ones are much more, but this is an old one now. So uh, 500 bucks seems like what I would have paid for a nice video camera back in the day. And I would have much rather been able to do stuff like this. So this is kind of neat. This is an old drag strip on southeast side of Tucson. And when I was a kid, we used to come out here and drag my El Camino up and down it. And uh, we found my first dog out there. So it was kind of neat that he was able to meet me here and uh, do this footage and whatever I wanted to get done, but then be able to do it that kind of cool place. And then this is coming straight down. And again, this is where I think he's controlling the, whatever they call the gimbal. So he's got a bit of experience keeping the thing. And this was pretty bright sun. Uh, so I think he's got some experience, like just kind of knowing, oops, knowing where the fo feet, uh, focus of his camera is or whatever, the feet, you know, what do you want centered on the camera without actually being able to see it? You know, you can kind of know you've done it for a while. So neat stuff, and I don't know. Um, Gee, do those things fly by themselves? Do they have like a gyro so they know some where of they them are? You can pre-program a pattern. Some of them you can say go up a hundred feet, then move this way, move that way, and then it'll just run its program. Right. This one's got a few of those programs. So basically, he would turn it on and he would set it. So he might have set it at the dog, or he might have set like when the dog was sitting in front of the van, he would set it at the dog. Or else, on a couple of them, he would set it at the, the driver's side review mirror the, of the van. And then that would be the thing's focus. It would, everything it did, it would be pointed at that point in space. With GPS, it knows exactly where that is, I guess. And then you tell it what to do. So you might tell it go back 300 feet and do a complete circle. Or go up and do a quarter and come back. And yeah, you give it these predetermined runs, it sounds like. But then, you know, just having control over it, you can also get... You know to where you just drive it where you want and you tell the camera to be on so it's got the four things which keep it aloft and you know able to hover in any direction in that and it's got its own 
error correction. So when the wind would blow, the machine would would kind of get tossed and turned, but it wouldn't leave that point in space. Like it would it would yaw and roll, but it would not move from where it was supposed to be. And while it's yawing and rolling and pitching and shit, the gimbal is doing the approx you know the opposite. So that's why the the and it's probably got error correction a little bit. But this gimbal is super neat. Like when he'd have it just in his hand, he could wiggle it all around. And this gimbal's like little robot keeping the thing level. So he's got the error correction in the machine itself working for him, but then the gimbal automatically auto corrects and stays level. So it's got like two pieces of pretty neat tech keeping that camera so smooth all the time. And yeah, you don't have to know much. In fact, he has a mode on this one where you wave at it or you kind of hold your hand up like you're saying, how or whatever is you know let's say that and then uh the camera goes oh there's a human in front of me and it wants to make peace so then it listens to you and if you wiggle your hand this way it does the thing this way and if you haul ass away it'll just catch up with you so it's like a little r2d2 at that point it there's, your hand signs yeah and there's one that you can wear a bracelet right and it tracks that bracelet so you can be like running along the beach and this thing will right. follow right. you and the camera will stay pointed at you no matter which way you run or which way you go the thing will basically follow you till it runs out of batteries, as long as you're wearing the special bracelet. Well, I'm only going off at this one I know about, though. So, it's like Taters couldn't handle it anymore. You know why? Because he thinks of these as little blades. And he's dude, he busted his ass all day at work, dude, and then came home and worked on a bunch of stuff for us. Like, he worked real hard today. <laughs> so, I hope he gets some good sleep. He did a good job. All right. So, um, he says this thing can go a mile away. So um, it sounds like somebody over on Gun Channels is interested in maybe selling theirs. I don't use it as much. So I'm hoping that I can work something out and grab one because I tell you, I kind of wanted one. I knew eventually one day I'm going to get a drone. I'm just the kind of person that will eventually one day own a drone. I bought that cheap little toy one, and I just about learned how to fly just the cheap little $50 toy one until I broke it because I'm flying it inside of my house, which is like you know, tiny. So... Uh, uh, I knew I'm going to get one eventually, but now, man, seeing how easy it is to just, because I've seen, like, Hosh had one. You have to take it out of the thing. You got to fit away. You got to do this. Let me adjust this. Let me blah, blah, Get it up in there. Oh, I got to wait for this. You know, I'm done. I'm bored already. I want to have been done with it by now. This one, he just unzipped the thing, held it up. It zips up in the air. He does this and that and the other. The thing ran for, I don't know, like if we were doing runs at the van like that, two or three or four runs before the battery started to go down. And then he would, you know, he's driving the thing pretty far away. He doesn't want to risk having a battery go out when it's really far away, right? So he would put a fresh battery in. We could do some, you know, stuff here, there, and the other. We're bullshitting in between, and it's just hovering there waiting for us. So, in other words, we were probably recording for a good 25, 30 minutes with just the three batteries. And that thing was basically just hovering, you know. Again, he's pretty aware of his own machine so i'm sure that uh, i might need to i'd be wearing out batteries faster until i get the hang of it or whatever but anyway it was i was pretty impressed by how uh, quick he could bring it into play and then now, he would boop, 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 and it's away now do these things have a payload um like like can some of them actually carry something like Probably a couple of pounds or, that's or a cell phone. oh i didn't really get to the point did i get to the point where he lands it in his hand there's uh i have no uh, but that's a cell phone. That's a regular cell phone. I want it. Um, it's not very big. This that's another reason I'm impressed by it because the whole thing, uh, the part where he lands it. 
the whole thing is uh, in this very small. Uh, oh, I thought I had a part where he lands in his hand. Yeah, here it is. So the thing fits in like a small bag. Like I say, it's about the size of a Claymore mine bag. And from here, he can he can just do that, and it takes off, so he doesn't have to worry about it getting in the gravel or any kind of grass or having any kind of surface to land it on. And if he does that, it'll just land there also, because you know it's got GPS. And it, stuff. I'm feeling very generous, so I'm going to give someone a, a, mil, a million dollar idea out there. Uh -oh. So you take one of these drones. Okay, I'm telling this is a million dollar idea. I'm telling you, take one of these drones, figure out how to attach an arm to it, right? That can kind of move, and you use it for the di disabled to go around and open doors and get in cupboards and like grab bottles out of the fridge right and stuff like that and they can just do it all on their little keypad and this thing can go grab stuff off the top shelf for them and stuff million dollar idea i don't know how much payload they got for that though like well you may make it a little bit bigger right like i mean like make it if you got to make it a little bit more powerful or whatever just do whatever you got it doesn't have to run for a, a long time right so like you could have it like so it may you know, maybe only had a 20, 15 minute runtime or something just to do its task. And then it can go sit back in the charger because it's not meant to be like, used, you know, just to go grab something out of the cupboard. Right. So like think of it more of as a tool and not a toy. So I, I million dollar idea. I'm just saying that'd be awesome to go around and help people open up doors and, and grab stuff off their shelves and get stuff out of the fridge. Like, I think that would just be absolutely the future and awesome. Sarge, you got to take off, but you're saying it fly into the tree. I'm pretty sure they've got some kind of radar in them now, so they won't let you. Like they'll they'll hesitate or they'll resist it. Yeah, I've seen that. I've talked I've talked to a few people that have them, and they always say that they're their most prized possessions, and they they do stop from going into a tree. But with my luck, I'd put it right in a tree somehow. <laughs> I think right I'm gonna, I've got to take off. I appreciate the invite. Sure. Yeah, and, I, and I'll, like I said, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's shows, and I'll, I'll check out those patches in the morning. Right on. Thanks for jumping in. All right. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Sarge. Yep. Take it easy, See Sarge. You. All right, so I'm seeing back in... You know what I'm thinking, though, when I see that you're talking about the drones? Like, I, I'm thinking if I had one... I'm not saying I would do this. This is just all theoretical, but like in a perfect world, if, it, if the law allowed it, I'm thinking like one of those Zip 22s. I'm just saying that would be the perfect platform for one of those Zip 22s. Well, they already had a lock on a truck. I don't remember if he got in trouble or not. I think he did. I don't know. I think somehow yeah, he might have. Then about, I don't know, it would probably be an AOW. But then you should be able to register it because it doesn't look like a gun, okay. You know, and it's not normal. It doesn't use two hands. I don't know. Like, there's probably some way it's an AOW or maybe a destructive device, but it should still be registered. It should still be registered. Oh, yeah. right? I would definitely go to some firearms lawyer and have him just research the crap out of that and get, like, professional legal advice <laughs> before I ever built something like that. But I'm just saying, when I see these drones and all that, that's what comes to my mind. Like, man, how neat would it be to have, like, a weapon-mounted platform, right? Even if it was just a little twenty-two, and just to go like go around and zoom around and shoot at like your targets and stuff like that would just I think that'd be neat. I, I, I think that'd be cool, real cool. Hey, just to give you a little info, um, 
I talked to a fella who had a P-51 Mustang and he had six 50 caliber machine guns that he wanted to mount in the wings, you know, where they would normally go. And the ATF it has some weird law for the for aircraft and weapons mounted on aircraft. You've got to jump through. Was it ATF or was it FAA? Because, see, I want to say that that guy with the Glock got in trouble with an FAA law, not an ATF, but an FAA law about having weapons on oh, the Glock aircraft. It'd be like what David's saying, that they probably have weird rules about putting guns on planes. Yeah, yeah, so I think it was the FAA. But you can put guns on planes. Dylan, I think, has guns on his planes in Phoenix. You know that there's that Dylan guy? I've heard. Oh, yeah. I, you can do anything if you got the money to buy the stamps and everything and do the paperwork, right? Like, you can do anything. <laughs> You're a military contractor, I mean, obviously. Yeah. But um, uh, I've heard that that guy carried, he has enough, he has a range where they pull a drone, uh, be, like a target behind an airplane, shoot at that. That's cool. I've heard. Well, I know that I've seen the drones too out at the at the uh, Big Sandy, and they try and shoot it down. Mm -hmm. They'll run. They'll guys will fly drones, and even uh, not even drones, but like actual like uh, airplanes. Well, what they are is they're a big delta wing of foam, and then another delta wing for its its. Uh, oh, okay. This looks like an airplane to me, but yeah, like it's like yeah, delta wing. Well, that's what they are. The guy makes them. He's been making them for this. The same guy makes them every year, and he's kind of perfected it, I guess. So it's like just a. Uh, but foam, right? So just sheets of foam. He cuts it a little bit so it's aerodynamic-ish. But then basically puts a motor, like a little airplane motor motor, not like uh, electric anything, but like a real gas motor, little tank of gas, and then the remote controls. And then it, it flies. I mean, it flies pretty good. And it's, what, three feet wide, and it's made out of foam. So you could probably take it. probably takes a lot of rounds before it actually knocks down. Plus, by the time it gets unairworthy, you probably must not lose enough engines to make it an issue. But uh, then whenever they do ceasefires, they'll go pick up all the engines, and he just puts those into new pieces of foam. And then at night, he just uh, duct tapes or state, uh, tapes uh, glow sticks, a whole shit ton of glow sticks on them, flies them around all glowing. So it's pretty neat. I've done a couple of videos, like, pointed at him, and I think I even did an interview with him one year to kind of talk about it. And he's kind of a like in a big rush. He doesn't ever want to sit around and talk about it. Um, but he's basically running a plane as fast as he can. He'll like start one up and it takes him a while because it's a bunch of rigged together engines, right? He's got probably dozens and dozens of those engines. So he can't, I'm sure he can't keep track of which one's which anymore. So anyway, he'll be farting around, farting around, he'll get one started. And he's got like three other people that are constantly trying to fart around, get one started. And as soon as one gets started, they'll like give him the remote controls and he'll go out there and he'll fly it until somebody shoots it down. Then he'll come back over and then try to get another one started. So it's, Pretty much a madhouse, like a pizza place or something during rush hour. It's pretty neat. I like to see what they do at uh, Knob Creek. They probably do something in Knob Creek too. That would be cool. Getting those little two-stroke uh, methanol-powered engines. That's pretty neat. I've never seen one like flame out, like a tracer hit it or anything cool. But that must happen, right? Tracer hitting that gas tank. That would light it. Oh, yeah. 
and at least it would turn into a little bit of a flame ball as it hit the ground. I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, anything. that fuel is very flammable. It's nitromethanol. Same so, thing they run in the uh, big monster trucks. So books on tape, music on the road. So I've got the, what do you call it, XM radio, it's Maggie Gamey. And I got a subscription to that, and I get raped on that because if you want the Grateful Dead channel, you got to pay like they rape you. So uh, I basically got it pegged on that all the time. But I just figured out something awesome. Like I, the problem with it is I can leave it plugged in. It doesn't take that much energy. But I'm not going to leave my radio on in the van, right? Number one, it's way up front, and it would be noisy. Like the speakers are up front, and if I'm trying to be in a parking lot or something, I don't want my radio on. You know, everybody in the parking lot's going to hear it. So uh, I just figured out that I got this little radio from Hosh. Do you remember that one he was talking about? That was like 20 bucks, and it has the, the digital thing. No, no, no. Like a shortwave radio that he bought one time, uh, just because it's. I don't know if somebody recommended it or if he was just curious. But it's just a shortwave radio, and it's about the size of a cell phone, a little thicker. Uh, runs off a couple of AA batteries, I think. But what's neat about it is it's a shortwave radio, an AM and an FM. So it's just a useful little radio, but it picks up radio really well. Like, it's a really good little radio for 20 bucks, And um, it's got a nice speaker. So if you're listening to music on it, it's decent. So I've, listened, I've, I've got it in the back of the van, and I, I use that as my radio now. And uh, if I, you know, I can just search, hit the search button on it, and it'll search for whatever local radio station I find one that I like, and I leave it on there, and I can listen to it, and it's loud. So, uh, done deal. Plus, it's got a button you push on there, and it'll record from a microphone digitally onto an SD card, which is just freaking neat. So, like, remember, like, Art Bell or something cool? I could just hit click, and it would record Dart Art Bell in digital, onto a little digital chip. Like, that would have been awesome, right? So, I figure it's just a neat little radio for 20 bucks. Uh, I just figured out the other day that I could leave my XM on and just tune to my XM with my little radio. And now I can listen to my XM all the time. So I'm super stoked. I can listen to my uh, XM anytime now. And it won't cost nothing because it's just, you know, it charges off a USB. So That's that, sweet. Yeah, it's a neat little radio. I've got it on my, your website, channels, Amazon. So let's see if we can find Oh, it. man, there's so many Art Bell shows I wish I could have recorded back in the day that I'll just never be able to find like what show that was, right? Well, dude, I know so they're many awesome, awesome. you know if they've got like all, they don't have, they can't have all the shows on there, but that would be so neat. Oh, they killed my URL because it didn't, I didn't sell enough shit. <laughs> Fuckers. They killed my influencer store. On Amazon? Yeah, they killed it. Okay, you I, sign back up for it? No, well, I can sign back up for it, but you, if I don't sell enough shit, they kill your account. But this is the thing I was talking about, and I still got the link, so I'll try. This is a different account, I think, anyway. I don't know if they're the same account, but uh, I just use this link anyway. But this is that thing I was talking about. I guess it is $25 now, so you're getting raped. It used to be $20, but it's really neat because you got this little button on there, um, record, and then it holds an SD card. I guess you can see it on the big picture there. Oh, that's sweet. I've been thoroughly impressed with this. And this little gizmo looks like a screwdriver on the cord. Is just It fits into that little thing up here. I'm kind of poking at it. It looks like a keyhole. And it just turns it into like a kickstand so you can... Oh, you know. I like the fact that it's rechargeable too. I mean, that's just... Yeah, I forgot I about the batteries. It is. It's a rechargeable little gizmo. 
but yeah, I'm thoroughly impressed with it. So I'll put the link out here. And, and how long does the battery last when you're sitting there just listening? I've never run the battery down and I listen to it all the freaking time. So yeah. what I do is just plug it in in spite of it, you know, like anyway. <laughs> and when I'm driving around, I'll just leave it plugged in for like a session I'm driving or whatever. But it's never run down on me yet using it. And I've used it like when I went up the hill just recently with the new dog here to get away from the heat. And I was up driving, I drove up the hill to do work. I had to run the whole day up there pretty much. Two days in a row, nothing. Still charged. It's you know it's only putting out a little power. I guess I even dropped the link yet. I like that. All right. Now, so, have you have you hit any dead zones with that? Like you know, in the middle of nowhere, or can you still pick up like pretty far? Well, I don't sit around using that radio. I've never been in the middle of nowhere to pick up anything with that radio. Oh. But I suspect in the middle of nowhere, you'd flip it over to shortwave and listen to weird shortwave, weird shit that happens. Okay. And that's the other neat thing is there's some weird shortwave stuff that'll happen, and now you can hit record and have recording of the weird shit. It'll just yeah, I've heard Josh talk about how guys will have like their own talk show or like their own show or like you know. Oh, for me, it's like, like it'll sound weird. Like it'll, you, it's you can tell it's something. Like something is doing this because it's not static, but it isn't computer. It's weird. Like it'll just be kind of weird. And maybe it's just another language or some kind of computer that's bouncing off the atmosphere funny. But anyway, there's just been some neat stuff I've heard. And then like you hear Russian or something. I think that some Radio Free Russia or some shit. But I got an XM radio, so I don't have to worry about that. What I don't like about XM radio is they don't have any kind of, they should have like a book on tape channel or a couple. They should actually have like a mystery one and a science fiction one and a, other ones for other people. But uh, that would be great. And then just maybe read however many books it is in a day. Because usually they rerun everything on XM 12 hours at a time or something. Maybe it's even less than that. Maybe it's every eight hours they rerun it and change it once a day. But anyway, uh, uh, books on tape versus music. David? Um, depends on the book, gee. I mean, I don't mind listening to a book on um, on radio or on tape. Um, just got to be something I like. I don't mind doing it at all. Actually, if you're going on a long drive, it can be very relaxing and you can get into it because you have enough time. You can actually listen to an entire book. About that horse. I am against listening to music on long trips. Um, it music can get you in trouble. It can like uh, next thing you know you're speeding and don't notice it, right? Just because of the music that's on, or it can bring up like some old shitty memory, or it can just like. You know what I mean? Like, or it can just kind of like daze you off and make you tired and stuff like that. So I like to listen to stuff that keeps my brain thinking and popping. So I listen to a lot of like uh, documentaries and uh, it, uh, honestly, what I usually do is I download a whole bunch of YouTube videos and then I just play those YouTube videos. And I, I, I don't watch them, but I listen to them and there'll be like weird conspiracy videos and stuff like that. And that's what keeps me awake. <laughs> You know, and keeps me thinking, you know, or a documentary or 
on ancient Egypt or something like that. And I just listen to these shows and so kind of like a book on tape, you know, but that's super. I don't actually, I don't actually listen to book on books on tape when I'm driving around. I do at night before I go to bed, I fall asleep listening. So that's a couple of things. I I can hear what you're saying, but I don't like to listen to books that way exclusively because then I don't retain as much. I don't know where I fell asleep, so I don't know where to start it again. And I don't know what I might be missing. And I end up you know, just, I don't get much, unless it's like fiction or something that doesn't matter. But um, so I do like what Dave was saying, that you can have an opportunity to listen to a whole book. There's one that I really like, Fast Food Nation. It's nothing like the stupid movie. The movie was like a dramatization of the topics covered in that book, but that guy who's like some kind of researcher writer, I don't know what you'd call him, uh, just did an awesome job looking at the food in this country, like where we get it, the history of it, you know, just every facet of it. It's amazing. So uh, that's like 12 hours or 16 hours or something insane. And uh, it's 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 consumable. You can listen to chapters at a time, so you don't have to listen to it all at once. But being able to listen to it all at once is a, is a different experience. And it's you know when you're let's say i used to have to drive across country all in one time or at least trying to do it as fast as possible and in that kind of situation where you're literally on the road for that many hours it's just neat it's like makes the time go by faster i think if you're constantly like you said getting something new in your head because uh one of the things i'll give you with music is i can't stand like radio music like three minute five minute songs is oh, just you you gotta you know you're I can handle that for a quick drive or something, or just to, you know, in a moment, you know, when you're only passing a little bit of time. But after hours and hours and hours, you, I just don't like listening to that many songs. It just, you know, it doesn't pass the time the same way as something like a book for me. But I'm, I'm interested in the podcast thing. Um, I don't have any podcast software, and my phone's pretty full, so I don't think I'll be doing anything off the air plus i don't want i don't it doesn't sound appealing to me to have to need internet to be able to do it so that sounds like you'd have to download them all and then put them into some kind of device and play them back like an mp3 player which i guess is possible but that's a little bit of extra work at the front and then i'd have to find a bunch of podcasts that i guess i'd be interested in that i haven't listened to yet and i tend to listen to my podcast the way you're talking like with your books and stuff or whether you listen to your books i'll listen to a podcast if it's like an hour or something as i'm falling asleep because worse that happens i gotta listen to it again it's only an hour yeah i can understand that because when i used to listen to books and on long rides and and stuff you uh if you get to finish it it seems like it's just a I don't know. It was, it was like an experience listening to someone else read you a, a book. It's just kind of cool. Mm -hmm. You get the same experience as reading the book. You can, it's all in your head, even, you know, aside from whatever descriptive stuff the writer does to it, it's all in your head. So it's kind of a neat thing. And you still get, I like the unabridged ones. I don't like the abridged ones, like where they either unabridged, they read every single word that the writer put in there. The abridged ones, you know, they take like a book that might take 16 hours to read and they put it in like two hours. So, you know, you're not getting the whole book. I guess sometimes that could be useful. But uh, now this time around, I'm going to try something different too. Uh, our friend Patriot in the Dark sent me a link to a place that a blind use that I didn't know about. David, you might know about this. Um, but I guess it's uh, for people who are, have issues with sight. Uh, you can 
download basically the audio of a movie, but in addition to just the audio from the movie, there's somebody there giving you description of what's going on. So you have an idea of what's happening in the movie. Imagine, I haven't experienced it yet, but I imagine so that it's not distracting, but beneficial to, you know, just, you know, because usually when they write something for, for a novel, they're going to give you the mental picture as part of the description or the, you know, the words or something. But in a movie, they take a lot for granted. So I imagine it's going to be neat to have somebody describing what's happening while you're hearing the actual uh, actors and stuff and the sound effects and everything. Totally different than a book on tape. Have you ever listened to those before? Yes, I have. It's um, it's kind of cool because you, you get more description. It's kind of like reading a book, but at the same time, getting all of your senses filled where a book is more you're you're developing the story in your mind whereas this is kind of like that but you're also getting a, a sensory overload almost from everything it's kind of a neat experience i would recommend even sighted people do it oh yeah i can't wait it really sounds appealing because a book on tape the disadvantage is how long it is but you know it's advantages you get to experience a lot more than music or something and yeah this is going to be what an hour and a half two hours however long the movie is just exactly the movie so 90 minutes or so so it's going to be neat i'm going to try to find a couple that i have seen and a couple i haven't uh because i'd imagine it'd be super neat to experience a movie for the first time like that oh yeah it is all right now as far as playback Hmm. I don't really have anything good, and I'm not sure I'm going to bother with it this time. Um, um, I just don't want to spend money on nothing. I'm sick of buying gadgets and shit like that. And very rarely do the gadgets work all that great. The dash cam is an exception. I really enjoyed that one. But uh, I don't know. I imagine at some point I'm going to blow up my speakers or something will happen to my radio or speakers or something, and I'll think about upgrading the the. the what do we call that radio that's in the dash right now? It's probably whatever fleet vehicle radio they sell with the Chevy. Um, you know, change that into something that can either have a chip. I don't know what they do nowadays. They probably have chips, right? Just plug an SD card into it, and uh, that's all your. Or they maybe they Bluetooth into your phone. I don't know if they do that, but I'd probably do something at some point if I had to. But I'm not going to do anything necessarily yet. So I don't know what I'm going to do as far as uh, how to listen to those. Uh, movies. They're going to come in as MP3s or something, I figure, right? Audio files? Yeah, they're, they're going to come in an audio file. That's what I've seen them where, where I've seen them where you can actually download them to your phone. Right. That's how I was able to listen to them through my phone. Well, I've got a Windows phone that Bob gave me, and that's probably my second best phone at this point. And, uh, because it's like all my other phones, the batteries are dead. And I don't feel like spending money on new batteries because I don't remember if the phones even worked really good or not. And uh, I'm not ready to buy a second phone or anything, but I have that Windows phone. So I'm thinking I'll probably try to cram some audio stuff on there <clears throat> and then just use head headphones to listen to it. Because I can't, I don't have anything to like, I could play through the stereo in the car. Um, I don't think I'll get too worried, uh, get in trouble just driving down the highway with earbuds in. I don't think anybody will even notice. Right. 
I just pop them out if I get pulled over or whatever. Yeah. Um, one thing I do when I download all my uh, YouTube videos to my phone, I just use an app for it called like, uh, and I can't remember what the app I use, something like you, like download you or something. And I, I uh, download the videos, I download them on the lowest quality because like it, that doesn't affect the sound. Yeah, you can't tell. Yeah. I can't. So it's like 144p, you know, and that's I, so I can hold a lot more of these, uh, you know, weird documentaries and stuff I watch. So I can just hold like hours and hours on my phone. And then a lot of times I get a rental car. And so I always, I have a double ed edged uh, microphone jack. And so I just plug my phone right into the rental car stereo because like, oh, like a ton of newer cars have that jack. And my car has it for my stereo and auxiliary jack. And but so if I'm in my car or, or in a rental car, I can just plug it right into my stereo and play my phone through my all my car speakers. And they make other devices like FM transmitters that can do that or like even the old cassette adapters. There's all sorts of adapters to do that with, right? But but just playing that that stuff like right through your car speaker and you can hear it really well and just even get maybe like surround sound or, or get your not surround sound, stereo sound, right? Instead of mono. When I play it through my phone, it's just like mono, like through that phone speaker. So it always sounds like just such crap playing it through the phone speaker. And plus, if I'm in the car, sometimes I can barely even hear my phone speaker depending on the video because some videos have a different like audio level right so even even though you turn your phone all the way up you can barely hear them through your phone speaker and i have to uh you know like almost like hold the phone up to my ear or something right and i don't ever really use headphones or anything, well that's so. the thing i do the same way especially in the van it's super noisy but i put those headphones in i've got a couple of them in the van i just leave them in there and they work great and in fact when i've been in chats and stuff people say they they hear me just fine and everything so I don't know, you know, they'll have a lifespan at some point, they'll break. Um, what I've been wanting to do is, you know, have, once in a while you'll stop at a Love's, I think it is, and when you piss at a Love's, they've got the sale ads right in front of you. Like, as you're pissing, their sale ads are, like, in a piece of plastic, like, right in front of you. So I keep seeing this uh, set of, they make a 50 BMG that's, like, a USB drive, and they make, uh, like, 45 and 9 millimeter uh, earphone thingies. And they're like seven ninety nine, so uh, all they ever fucking have is nine millimeter ones when I go there, and they never have the BMG thumb drives, and they never have the fucking forty fives because all the men buy those, and then the nine millimeters are all that's left. So I haven't been able to buy them, but I looked somewhere online, and those ones that look like bullets are supposed to be good, like they're supposed to be pretty decent. There's a guy. Uh, can't remember the name of his YouTube channel, but it's all about just like making weird stuff like that. He has a video showing you how to make, like, use, uh, um, he's a pro gun guy, too. I wish I could remember his name, but he has a video on how to do that, how to take 9mm casings and turn them into headphones. No, I'm not doing that, because that's just somebody who buys them and jams them in there. Anybody can figure that out. I'm talking, these are made by some company. They just happen to look like that, but the company, oh. are, like, I've seen reviews, and they're good. They're a good type to buy. Just they, I wouldn't buy them normally because they're, you know, they're gimmicky. But it, like I say, I looked them up because I was sick of, you know, the ones I got are shitty. So I was like, well, I'm going to buy good ones. And I want ones with like that braided cord that aren't like just that rubber coated cord. 
and that's what these are. Anyway, so like I say, the I did a review because I kept sending them in the bathrooms. Right, uh, but they uh, sell out. And I'm at in like I say a 50 BMG USB drive. Nobody's everybody buys it. I've never seen one. All I've ever seen is the empty peg. All right, so um, relativity set on the gun channel side. I use a fifteen dollar FM transmitter that I plug into the headphone jack of my phone and then use Google Red to listen to music and YouTube videos. Um, upgrade my unit to a Bluetooth one. So um, he's using a fifteen dollar deal. It's an FM transmitter. Okay, here's a link to it. So I've got one that I bought somewhere. It's not exactly the same. Oh, this is seven dollars. Okay, now with that. You're saying it's probably 15 in the store. Seven dollars to put your shipping here, though. I could send it to one of my stores. Anyway, so I was gonna say I've got one similar, but it broke. So I like the concept, but I haven't had one that lasts very long. And the other problem with this one is it uses batteries. The ones I've gotten run off of the cigarette lighter, so that they you know have to run battery in. But it's gonna be on a lot. I don't know if this one's got a plug for battery. It doesn't look like it. Um, I don't know how much effort I'm going to put into this kind of stuff anyway, because depending on how everything goes here for the next few months, I should be getting this uh, uh, gig that will hopefully set me off into other gigs from that. And then uh, I can get to the point where I'm on the road for any length of time. And in this van, if I don't switch vans or anything, um, what I'm thinking about doing is building just a computer type of thing into it uh, for the, to accomplish all of these things. I want to be able to monitor the you know, stuff coming out of the computer, uh, the, the motor and stuff. I want to be able to get all the backup cams and dash cams. When the van's parked, I want to have baby cams in it. So if somebody does rip it off, I want them to get you know, videoed. And then I'll incorporate all that into some sort of a vault in there so that it's lockable and you, know, you can't rip off my video stuff so i figure i'll put a little camera or I mean, a little computer built in there and that'll be a fun project to assemble and put together and then figure out what all to make it do and then how to control it right because you know it'd be interesting to figure out how to where it and how to put screens in um, one of the things i've been thinking about is those little flip down screens that you put for little kids in the back seat where they like sit on the roof of the vehicle and it flips down putting something like that up front so that i could monitor you know, something like a touch screen or something so I could control some sort of a onboard computer from like some kind of touch screens maybe have one up front and then like a tablet in the back that's just you know it could be wherever but uh that's future stuff and a lot of ifs there all right so here's something else what is this oh that's that guy I found him Kip K is the name of his channel and he's a pro gun guy that lives behind enemy lines Kip K? Pro gun? Yeah. Right. He's, 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 he's very pro gun. He even talks about it in some of his videos that he's behind enemy lines and that, you know, like a lot of people think it's all controversial, but he firmly believes in our Second Amendment right and all this other stuff. The guy's totally pro gun, yeah. Oh, he oh, okay. He does a bunch of different projects in here. Yeah, he does all sorts of cool stuff with uh, all sorts of different devices and things. Shows you how to make your own laser pointers or just all sorts of cool, crazy stuff. How to do it yourself, right? Uh, awesome channel. Kip K. 
Yip K's been around since before YouTube. So before YouTube, there was a couple of places where we actually, you would get paid for putting up this kind of stuff. Oh, those were tire things. That's cool as hell. He just took a case and he crammed it full of hot glue and then he jammed it on his, uh, uh, what do you call it, the cap for his air valve on his, on his tires. So then that way you've got cases on your valves, your air valves. Super cool. Yeah, and then he just jammed thumbtacks in there. I'm surprised nobody's doing that. That's crazy. Thanks, Kip K. I can't show this video, also I'll get my channel killed. But, yeah, uh, and he did... Uh... Been around since before YouTube, dude. There was a place called Indestructibles. Remember Indestructibles? No, I don't. Oh, and then there was another one before that. Something maker, something maybe. Anyway, Kip K had these videos like he's got now from way before that. Like, and anyway, he got paid. He was getting paid big money since he's been an inspiration, is what I'm saying for a long. A lot he career. is. He's awesome, man. He, I, I really like the guy. I like his creativeness and the plainness and easiness that he explains everything in his videos, and he yep. does good footage and. And, and he, like I said, he's pro-gun. He owns an AR-15 and a Glock and stuff. The guys, all, all those cases are set ones he fired, you know? <laughs> That's, it's, it's cool. I don't know why he didn't jam this. He took a bunch of wire cable, or wire, wire, copper wire, I should say, and then uh, put it inside of the thing to make, like, a bracelet. Was he going to braid it? Oh, okay, okay. I was like, why didn't he just put it inside of there, braiding it around yeah, very neat. And it's the kind of stuff you can show to a kid, and then the kid can do it around the table. Yeah, and totally. Totally PG channel. Like, awesome, yeah. awesome guy. And it's not one of those stupid Russian channels that's doing all this stuff, because they do it super cheesy, and it's always... The only thing interesting on those channels is, like, they'll use some weird Russian book of matches or, like, some crazy Russian pudding or something instead yeah. of... <laughs> yeah, Kip K's the shit. So it's K-I-P-K-A-Y... And you have seen a Kip K video at this point. People have referenced his videos forever, ever since YouTube. But yeah, that's neat. So, uh, but no, I don't really want to make those things. Like I said, the things I was seeing were um, actual product. I forget the name brand of it now, but whatever that loves product is, you know, that, that brand, yeah. they had pretty good reviews. So I figured for seven bucks, I'll give it a chance. Build a van around a computer. Mm, I'm going to build a built-in one, though. So I, when I was a young and first getting into the internets and stuff, and I first joined the AK Club, one of the guys that uh, got me into AK collecting at the point, I like to say at the level I'm at, with you know the interests I have, I should say, it's not like a level, but just with the focused interests that I have, that guy was one of the dudes who, I don't know enough about cars, but he had some kind of a fancy car that everybody, when he would tell them, they would go, ooh, right? Like Pottery probably knows what kind of car it is. And... Uh, he had a camera or a computer in it, and he always showed me that because he knew I didn't give a shit about the car, but the computer was neat. So where this was like in 2004, he had a touch screen on his dashboard, I think, or at least a screen on his touch. No, it was a touch screen. And uh, he had cameras like underneath everywhere. They were all hidden, and then they would run around. I probably shouldn't say too much. Anyway, they would do stuff and need all these cameras and, and, uh, and record everything and have all kinds of neat stuff, and it was... It was just neat to think that you're, in, you know, because we were building computers to do boring work, and he's building a computer that was kind of resilient, so it would, you know, take the abuse of vibrations or thing, which is kind of neat, making it rugged, but then also just efficient because he, you know, he had 12 volts and everything. So it's just neat to see these guys build these little computers in the cars. So I figure I don't need all that shit, 
but how cool would it be to have because you know how much those little lipstick cameras are those little tiny cameras that you know, just are on the end of a wire basically they're like nothing they're like dollars they're less than ten dollars sometimes so really good ones are like 20. so you can remember that fbi van that we were looking at in the van chat somebody was selling like a legit fbi van from like maybe the 90s or something yeah it was like an ad and they had like kind of a walkthrough video and they just had a roof rack up on top of the van with a whole bunch of little rust holes in it but those rust holes you know in every single direction or these little pinhole lipstick cameras whatever they're called and uh you can set up a van with or i could set up a van with like cameras all over the place and then just, i just think it'd be neat to be like a little google camera or a google vehicle right get uh footage i don't know before but just get all kinds of different footage just to have a van all wired up like that 360 cameras basically all around it yeah. and maybe that i don't even know but anyway that's where i was kind of thinking it's just to have a computer so i'd have options for that kind of stuff maybe do something with a drone as soon as i started paying attention to that drone i started thinking uh, how cool would it be to have a sunroof in the back and then uh be able to just you know kind of stop and then drone goes flying out the sunroof do your thing giant drone comes back into the sunroof just like the mark V. I got hot glue thumbtacks, nine millimeter shells. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you got the idea from Gunpowder Beauty, right on. She's well, Kip K stole it from her. Son of a bitch. Thought he was a good dude. All right. Well, so I appreciate everybody jumping in. We're dwindling. We're losing watchers. So, and I know I've gone over the hour. I'd try to keep it an hour. I think it's been two hours, huh? So um, maybe more. Hopefully, it hasn't been more than that. Let's see if this thing will tell. Hour and a half. So uh, again, thanks for people jump, jumping in and paying attention to the tour. We'll uh, hopefully be on the road sooner than later. I also got to deal with the ball joint. So uh, I had a couple emails out to people I know and I haven't heard anything. So I'm not sure what to do with that ball joint, but it's scaring me. I don't want to go out on the road with it. So I'm probably going to have to just bite the button and pay freaking mechanic to do my work for me. Because every time I dig into what to do with that ball joint, that lower, they're taking the wheel off. They're taking the brake off. They're taking the thing off of both sides. So there's no reason not to do both of them because you're taking it all apart anyway. I thought I was going to get around half of the labor by just pulling the bottom one off, but I haven't seen one video where they just pull the bottom one off. I think you have to take all that shit apart just to get to the bottom one. So, uh, and then once you get in there, it's air, air chisel type of shit for the most part. Uh, at least the potential for air tools like you know pulling off those rusty bolts and whatnot and all of that doesn't look appealing to me and i don't have air tools or none of that so um looks like i'm gonna get raped so Jimmy, um, if you don't have an air impact tool an air compressor you don't even want to attempt that job you, yeah, that's you what want I'm to do both at the I same time. And like I had done it 12 times and I then I'd know, okay, I could do it. You know, I'd know what to do even if I had to wrestle it. But I'm in there figuring it out. I don't want to do that one day before the trip. Unfortunately, it means I'm going to have to go around to places and be, you know, who can do it quick kind of thing, which sucks. But I got myself into it because I was trying to cheap out and I didn't do enough recon on the job. And now that I have, I'm looking at it and thinking it's not something I just want to do. And like I said, I tried to get a couple of people I know that might have more uh, resources, but, you know, it's last minute. So 
Uh, worse things. I know uh, Angry up there just got bit with a thing that, I don't know, obviously he couldn't do himself either, and it's probably going to be a much smaller job than his, I hope. But I've seen too many, as I started looking at videos on what the ball joint does, I've seen too many of them that once you let them go too far, they blow apart, and then it causes real damage. And I don't. Oh, yeah. you Your wheel will fold over and yeah. go flat to the ground. Yeah. It, yeah. You, you will be stuck on the side of the road until a tow truck comes and gets you. And then I'm paying for all kinds of linkages and everything else, if I can even get it, if it doesn't ruin it. So, um, yeah. So, um Hopefully gonna be on the road here in a couple of days. It'll be a couple of bucks more than I wanted, but uh we'll hopefully the next time we do this one on Sunday be at least in Colorado. So uh again, thanks everybody who shows up for the show live. Thanks to anybody who's watching this after. We do this, you know, it's just on iTunes and on the some of the other podcasting places. If you're listening out there, we appreciate it if you uh give it a comment and a like or whatever, because those comments are what the iTunes uses to recommend shows i have no idea how many van chats are out there but every once in a while i'll post something on instagram and the van uh some of the other van channels on instagram will say hello or something so i figure i'm gonna see if i can't meet up with some of those people those van people and see if they want to jump into one of these chats one day because while you guys are you know nice to uh uh, chat with me. I know that you guys aren't so much van people so uh we can get into a true van chat with some of these people and talk about some of the things about living on the road or hanging out on the road a lot. And then uh, just some of the things about a van specifically, because I think vans are neat uh, because we can, we're a little bit more stealth than campers or anything else. And we're definitely more decked out than somebody in a car. Car can be a lot more stealthy than us, but ooh, that's, that's compact, you know, in a van, we can spread out a little bit. And of course the, the, the difference is what you do in the back of your van is crazy different. There's no two vans alike. So, Potentially, we're going to see a lot of stuff uh, when we start uh, meeting up with some other van people. But on the other hand, I'm not crazy. I just don't go around talking to van vagrants either. So um, we'll see. When <laughs> I'm, I'm using a van, but it's not because I've given up on the world and I want to see anarchy or anything weird. So uh, there's definitely a lot of a lot of different cultures in the van life. But uh, we'll uh, continue to delve into all that as well as things like food and the dog and i'm going to start doing geocaching on this one again so hopefully we'll talk about some of those geocaches out there figure that'll give me exercise and dog something to do plus just add a little layer to the to the trip and then uh of course the gun shops that we're going to be visiting the museums should be a different experience than before with the museums and different pace this time around so uh should be a uh thing to experience so thanks everybody who sticks around and watches them yep oh i guess i should have music to end the show you guys got anything new coming up um just uh we got more reloading stuff coming up um you know david has more stuff coming i got more stuff coming we're both going to be branching out to new calibers and uh, I got cats fighting <laughs> underneath my gun fence <laughs> right now. <laughs> Good time. All right. Well, thanks again for everybody for showing up. And oh, I was going to say, I'm going to be heading up to Dead Horse's Way. So one of these days, we might have a van chat with Dead Horse actually in the van chat, depending on how the works on the calendar. All right. Thanks. Hell yeah.
and now we can head out with this. Thank you.